It's playoff time in the NBA and NHL. Baseball's in full swing, and FanDuel is your place to bet on every single game. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. It's guaranteed. That's $150. Win or lose. Bet on everything from slap shots to home runs to slam dunks, all on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. What are you waiting for? Visit FanDuel.com slash Stewart and make your first bet an automatic win. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. 21 plus in President, Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Hope is here. Gambling helpline MA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Today marks 10 years that 98.5 The Sports Hub has been Boston's home for sports. We signed on August 13th, 2009 as Boston's first FM sports station. We've been the radio home of the Patriots and Bruins from the beginning. Since then, we've added your Boston Celtics and the New England Revolution. We've experienced some amazing victories in our 10 years. And some agonizing defeats. Super Bowl 46 ends on a devastating note for the Patriots. St. Louis Blues have won the Stanley Cup. But you've been with us the entire way. And we cannot do this without you. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoy our tribute to the past decade today. Presented commercial free. Thanks to Aaron's The King of Snow. Get your snow thrower on tax-free weekend. This is Boston's home for sports. A Beasley Media Group station. WBZFM and HD1 Boston. 98.5 The Sports Hub. We take you now to August 13th, 2009. Waldick, where are you at? <laughs> starring Charles Laquadera and Matt Siegel. You mean you did all that and you didn't even fall off the surfboard? Look, that got Bill Murray to be up here at WBC and to be our guest. Yeah, he's literally here in the studio again. Angels watch their own Oh, I was going to put that. I don't know anything about the Tracy Roach will be here tonight. 104, 104th, BC. Back to the parade now. The live color coverage continues. There's a gentleman here by the name of Oedipus. And without him, we may never have gone started. Steven Tyler. muscles to the Bradley J here. Live it here along. How's the leg? The leg building. A plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. You're kidding! The World Trade Center is on fire. All right, uh, Rich Dell 12. Gavin from Bush. This is Hardy. Hi, Hardy. Yeah, this yeah. is WBCN. WBCN HD1. Boston. The Rock of Boston. Really rocking in Boston. They're 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 really rocking in Boston. Over and out. Well, they actually did it. Toucher and Rich, two fugly DJs who aren't even from here, killed WBCN. Hey, are we about to hear the super long montage that kicked off 98.5 The Sports Hub? Why yes, here it comes. Wallach hates Dale Arnold. Greer's putting the ball on a play. Boston. The greatest sports town in America. Some of the biggest moments in sports history have happened right here in the hub. Boston 
comes deep. He scrambles away from one hit. Look, unports a deep one for the end zone. Phelan is down there. a new home for sports 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 and McHale is uh, guarding Worthy who is trying to put the ball on the play and it goes quickly and now to Magic back over to Worthy and it's picked off goes to Hammond and he lays it off and in it goes tied up history is being made once again I believe it's going to be called a fumble it is with the launch of Boston's first FM all sports radio station a new home for sports. The 1-0 delivery to Fisk. He swings. Long drive. Left field. If it stays there, it's gone. Home run. The Red Sox win. And the series is tied. Three games to beat. History. 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 History is being made again. Boston Celtics have done it again. Another duel. With the launch of Boston's first FM All Sports Radio Station. This. Ken Walter will hold. Is the new flagship station for the New England Patriots. This is the new flagship station for the Boston Bruins. This is 98.5, the Sports Hub. And now, the worst radio jingle of all time. 98.5 The Sports Hub! Oof. It's even worse than I remembered. Tangway won't save vagina! That's more like it. Steak and eggs, bitches. Oh, yeah. It's the 10th anniversary of the Toucher and Rich radio program. Thank you to Ace Ticket. This hour is brought to you by Ace Ticket, New England's best place for tickets to all your favorite events. Ace Tickets has uh, Ace Ticket has been has the best seats at the lowest prices since 1979. Get your tickets now at aceticket.com. As I broadcast selflessly from a station in Knoxville, selfish uh, selflessly, I have my uh, teeth in. Is your mother still there? Yes, my mother's here. Okay, so she's been in that small room with you, just kind of watching you the whole time. And she's listening. I don't think she had heard Charlie Sheen before. Okay. She never heard Shazowies. <laughs> so Why she's not? enjoying it. Yeah, she's uh, she's enjoying it as well. Yeah, she's having the time of her life. She's never had more fun. <laughs> she brought a book and a newspaper. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> and she loves the like forty minutes where I'm not doing anything. <laughs> She's very pleased with all that that's going on. A lot of that Charlie Sheen stuff, by the way. I, I mean, it, it, we we said it before. We were never allowed to air it. It was weird because right after the interview was done, we got called into our general manager's office, and they said, "Hey," um, and we had just gotten all this international press written about the interview because he like broke a lot of stories, and you know Charlie Sheen tries to reach out to Emilio Estevez and his father and all this stuff. And um, we were then told, okay, guys, we can't put that on the internet. We are never allowed to air that again because we're a CBS company. And Charlie Sheen is very publicly suing CBS. So we kind of almost got in trouble for it. But I remember our program director I would have was taken like, that. Yeah, well, and, and our program director, who is here in studio with us, was like, don't worry about it, man. It was just like, listen. No, I, I, I would have taken, <laughs> taken the trouble for that one. Right, all totally. Right, so our program director, uh, Mike Thomas, who was also our uh, program Director, after uh, the weird one got uh, to shoot away, and uh, <laughs> and uh, they were two wedding rings. So um, the <laughs> so uh, Mike Thomas was program director at WBCN, and he helped uh, along with uh, Mark Hannon uh, bring this station. And um, like Rich said earlier, they had told us that uh, they were going to keep us months before the switch was announced. And uh, it was a a bold move. It was a move that, this is very funny, and we'll let Mike tell the story, but I just, again, think people are so ignorant in this business. We had like five to six months left in our contract, 
And the idea that the station would just put us on for five or six months at a launch at a massive station and not just buy out our contracts was fascinating to me. But nonetheless, uh, Mike Thomas, the program director, one of the people responsible uh, for uh, guiding the show and uh, getting the show up and running here at 98.5 The Sports Hub and the, uh, one of the creators of 98.5 The Sports Hub, Mr. Thomas, hello. Hello. Not bad for a bunch of rock guys, huh? Yes. <laughs> what do you remember about that meeting when we were all in there together? It was the four of us. You, me, Mark Hannon, and Fred. Yeah, well, you look like you saw a ghost. <laughs> and it's true. I, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. How many cigarettes did you smoke the first day, Fred? Oh, man. Every break. <laughs> every break. I, I mean, every break. Do you remember the conversation we had? It was like in one of the lounges, and I told you that all I've had to eat was General Gao's and vodka. Do you remember when I when we had that conversation? Yeah, yeah. And you started laughing. You said, it's only radio. And it made me feel better for a second. And I said, wait a second. This is my only skill. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't become hey, a doctor. We, we were all <laughs> under pressure at that time. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I said to you guys, I said, you know, the, the summer 10 years ago was the most stressful work situation I've ever had in my career. Yeah. I mean, ever. I mean, we were being second guessed by everybody. And, and look, I do want to say this. Mark Hannon, our former general manager when we worked for cbs radio this radio station was his brainchild and 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 you heard jonathan say you know earlier that you know there was a lot of people that talked about it and said hey you should do this you should do this you should do this but mark would i mean i know for a fact that that he campaigned with cbs corporate in new york for no less than five years mm -hmm. to get this radio station to happen so yeah. he deserves credit he hired you guys he hired me he hired Dan O'Brien, he hired Hardy, and he gave all of us rock guys a chance to do sports radio. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it, well, I just remember at that meeting when you were sitting there telling us, uh, thinking, I just, I hate, I hate everything I've heard in sports talk radio. Like, I, because I, really the, the biggest exposure I'd had was the one across the street. And I remember, like, you kind of had to calm me down a little bit, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there was certainly panic. I mean, there was... There was panic from I think all of us. I mean, it was a it was a whole new territory for us. It was like this is really happening, and and I can tell you that we wanted you guys on board. Like we wanted you to be comfortable. Yeah, and and we wanted you to do your show, and and that was a big part of it because the talent that you guys bring to this show and the, and the creative creativity. I mean, that's unmatched. I mean. The other radio station couldn't do what you guys do, and they still can't. And 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 so that was so important. That was the first piece of the puzzle. But now, okay, so you told us way ahead of time. At that point, did you kind of have an idea, or were, was there like a wish list of people that you wanted for the rest of of the day? And and what were those discussions like? Yeah, so we had auditions. We did we did auditions over at BZAM. In in a in a studio, and actually we did some uh, in uh, in a studio in another building, and and so we brought people in, and yeah, there was there was a list of you know here's who we think can do afternoons, here's who we think can could do middays, um, and then you know Damon came to us from you know Mark Chernoff uh, knew him and had worked with him, so yeah. he came in to do nights. Um, and, uh, so yeah, we had a, we had a list, but you know, some of the people that we interviewed and some of the people that auditioned didn't end up being on the radio station. Okay. Well, so I, I, Rich, I, real know. quick, Rich, do you remember when we auditioned with Mike Reese, who, who is a great guy and someone that we've had fun with before, but we had that audition with Mike Reese. Uh, I think he knew immediately that this ain't a fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, that, that was the, that was the only one that we really did some sort of, in studio deal, it was at right. WBZAM, and I didn't realize all that other stuff was going on with the other people at the station. But we went over there, and and Mike Reese, great guy, but I mean, instantly we just knew that this. Wasn't well, he story. knew especially because he kept saying he wasn't comfortable talking about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, and right. So I think it's not great for an audition. <laughs> no, yeah. the, the Pac-Man <laughs> Jones story had just come out. It was about like making it rain, and I think we said something about uh, you ever been? You know, you cover these football teams. You ever gone to a club and seen any of these players make it rain? He goes, No, but I once brought an umbrella with me, and I was like, Okay, well, this is not. <laughs> this is <laughs> Unless he was too tall for any of the pictures. Right. Sure. So, okay. Now, when, when the station was launching and, and the news finally came out and the release was out there, and, you know, you said there was a lot of pressure on you, a lot of people second-guessing you, 
Um, you, the reaction to us was different than everyone else because, I mean, you had guys who were like sports guys, but you constantly were getting tapes and people assuming that we were going to be fired, correct? I had a lot of new friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a lot of people that were like, hey, we should go have lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, we should, you know, we should get together. We should talk. And, and, and it was unanimous. Everybody was like, so what are you doing with the morning show? So what are you doing with the morning show? Like, yeah. you know, come next summer when their contract's up. Like, uh, all of a sudden, everybody knew that your contract only had six months left on it. And, and, and it was like, what are you talking about? This is our morning show. Y- you know, we, we want Toucher and Rich to do mornings on this sports station. And there's no doubt about that. But, but yeah, I mean, it, everybody was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, I mean, you had... You had people come up to you and say, I'm coming after your job. Oh, yeah. Like and, straight up tell me. Yeah. yeah. And, and and the same thing for I mean, it was the same thing for me. I'm sure that I'm sure that Mark got all kinds of calls and 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 resumes going, hey, when are you going to hire a sports program director? Same thing. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 you know, there's some people who no longer work here who stopped me in the hallway and said, you don't know what you're doing. Yep. And 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 they didn't last long. So. <laughs> I think I know the name of one of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very famous blow-up, which was well justified. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and there was one who actually was never on the radio station after that minute. <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, but but I mean, and and I, and I and I and I'll say this, and I don't mean to make this too much of a stroke fest, but you know, whenever I go to these like these, these radio conventions, all these guys get up and they they, they bitch and they moan. My program director won't let me do this. Ah, I've created a parody account about my program, and and it really is a unbelievable fresh of air, breath of fresh air to know that. We always had you and Mark at the time who had our backs when everyone hated us. Like, everyone wanted our jobs. Everyone wanted us fired. And you were one of the few calming presences that made us just go, all right, maybe we can do this. No, there was no doubt. I mean, there was no doubt in our mind that, that uh, in our minds, that you guys were the show. And, and there was never, there was never a time, even three, four months, you know, so we launched obviously, you know, in the summertime and even, you know, you get through the fall book and then you're in the winter book and it's like, okay, you guys only have a few months left in your contract there. I can honestly tell you guys, there was never, ever a meeting, uh, a closed door conversation, anything about what are we going to do with the morning show ever. And, and, uh, you guys, I've said it before, uh, because of never doing this format before, uh, and having your doubts about this format, you are by far the biz- biggest success on this radio station. Well, thank you. What, what what was it about John Wallach that made you think that he'd be good on our show? <laughs> oh, that was just, we just needed somebody to put in the morning. So we just, we were just filling out a schedule. I know, I came Rick, to Mike and I was like, please can I have a job? He's like, well, I have an empty spot. Right. This, this, is, this is a good story. Rick Radzik and I were talking about, Rick Radzik is our assistant program director and, and my right-hand guy, and I couldn't do this without him. He does so he's much the, stuff. He's the best. He does so Everyone much stuff behind that. the scenes. He's fantastic. And, and we were talking about this yesterday. There was the, about 10 years ago in one week, we were speed dating with people. I mean, we were before speed dating, I think was a thing. We were hiring like seven people a day yeah. just to have people to fill out the schedule. I mean, I'm not kidding. There, there was some people that we hired and then a couple days later we would have hallway conversations and that person would be standing there and I'd walk away and go to Rick. I said, who was that? He's like, well, you hired him three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always thought too, you know, Wallach, he never got enough credit because that was a ballsy move. I mean, the station he came from was the biggest printing money, the juggernaut, and for him to jump ship, it was either he was very well, brave or he hated intrigued. Dale Arnold that, yeah. that, 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 that much. Plus, <laughs> he just couldn't wait to get away from him. Maybe. Plus, when the station hired him, they got a government subsidy, so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it, you know, no, John, John, I'm all kidding aside, you des- you deserve a ton of credit because you were you were putting to, put into this position for you know, a big reason. And that was because we wanted somebody who had been in the market, somebody who was a Boston sports fan, somebody who knew all the history so that, you know, you could, you could play that role on the, on the radio station. I mean, you were working for Metro traffic, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so was Mark Bertrand. Yep. Um, And, you know, you two guys have, have gone on to fantastic success and that's to your credit. 
Well, uh, once again, we are obviously going to work. And, and, the, and the thing, too, is that, you know, it continues because we moved from CBS and now we're with Beasley and the support has still continued. You know, you, there's always scary when you go from one company to the next. And Mary Mena and everyone else at Beasley has been, I mean, they built this whole studio for us. Yeah. No, there's, you know, that, that, you're absolutely right. And at the corporate level, you know, the, Caroline and, and Brian and Bruce Beasley and then Buzz Knight and and uh, Justin and then Cadillac and Mary, uh, they've all been they've been so great to us. I mean, we've all had contracts renewed and everything has been the same, and they they fully support us. So it's been fantastic. All right, well, Mike Thomas, uh, thank you so much for all the support. You're the best program director that uh, I believe Rich and I uh, certainly Wallach have ever worked uh, with. <laughs> no, or for. no question. No question. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Thank you Mike, for the kind words. And Mike, you, uh, Mike, you, you were instrumental, obviously, uh, with not only getting us to the station, but refining the show and uh, making what it is today. So we truly appreciate everything we, you've done, and we couldn't have done it without you. Congratulations on this thing being around for 10 years. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, Fred, why does your chair vibrate? <laughs> We put Mike in your chair today, Fred. You're sitting in my chair? Yes, yeah. he is. Get up. <laughs> There's no reason for you to be there. The chair vibrates because it does. Not one, I get very stressed. Not one booger wiped on the console. I'll say that yeah, much. Well, I've been watching enjoy, for you. You can enjoy all the face dandruff that's all over my uh, keyboards. <laughs> All right, well, all right Mike, th- thanks so much, man. Thanks, thank Mike. you. Thanks, thank Mike. you, guys. Congratulations. Uh, thank you thank very you much. So much. All right, by, by uh, the way, this uh, hour is... Uh, I, I was going to do the same thing, oh, go, so go, go ahead. Okay. I brought to you by Ace Ticket this hour. New England's best place for tickets to all your favorite events. Ace Ticket has the best seats at lowest prices since 1979. Get your tickets now at aceticket.com. Well, one thing that... And I'll give Fred all the credit for this. The one thing about when the Sports Hub launched that uh, did work in our favor was that we had always had... Cred with the Bruins. The Bruins, we, you know, Fred, when he first came here, ended up saying, Hey, I finally live in a city with this, or I live in a city with this original six team. I'm going to go get a season tickets. And it was the Dave Lewis years, and you got them for basically a dollar. Yeah, I sat right, <laughs> I sat directly next to the Bruins bench. Like my, I could my put my hand on it. I was directly, I should have known something was wrong. And I literally couldn't give away tickets here. I had a sign up, I wanted people to buy them for face value. Wouldn't happen. Wanted to buy it for half wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Here, just take them, and people wouldn't take them. But we had a relationship with them, and I think because we were the only station really talking about them when we were at BCN, it did help when we got to the sports. Hub. Sure, I mean other stations would mock so hockey fans, and anytime like anyone would call in with a Bruins question, they would always get laughed at. Whereas I remember Fred. You know, he would be like, listen, I want to talk to hockey players. We even, like, took Andrew Alberts, who is a nice guy. Wasn't the best interview, but we no, did it. Terrible. But then that ended up being Aaron Ward, interviews with him, and he yeah. ended up starting Cuts for a Cause because of that, which, of course, made us friends with Sean Thornton. So that way, when the Bruins went on their Stanley Cup and run in 2011. The other station, and the other station realized their mistake far too late and tried to capitalize on everything. They waited until, like, the just third round of the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, and, and Matt Chimura from the Bruins was uh, excellent to us and continues to be. So I have to give him a, a shout-out. Yeah, it, 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 that is true. But that was one thing because, you know, the show's always been true hockey fans. And, you know, as I said, Fred was the one who led the way with all of that. So when 2011 happened, it was extra special for us because it was people who had been listening to us, the fans of the Bruins, you know, for all of these years, finally realized that, you know, we weren't posers when it came to the Bruins, whereas other people had just started watching it. And that made that run, that Stanley Cup run, my favorite period of doing radio ever. And it wasn't just the way the team was playing. It was the recaps, and it was everything that went with it. And so... The rest of this hour, we're going to relive some of our favorite moments from the 2011 Stanley Cup run, and there's no better way to start it than with this. Left point, Wyman with five, scales it towards the net. It's blocked down by Giroux. He'll clear it, and the Flyers with a comeback for the history books from 0-3 down to win the series in seven games. Just, just didn't happen, and we needed to push for more. And you know, we—that's a time where you definitely can't sit back, and you got to keep pushing for more and have that killer instinct. They just found a way to get the win. Duke has been great all year. It's been great um, throughout the series, but um, you know, it's a team effort, a team, uh, team thing, and uh, you win and you lose uh, together. The fact that we got this far and battled as a team to get to this point—I don't have a, don't have any answer for it. 
And with the second pick, the Boston Bruins select from the Plymouth Whalers, Tyler Sagan. To go to a team like Boston, not only is, uh, is it very historic, but also this is almost like a dream come true. On behalf of the Boston Bruins organization, I'd like to formally introduce Nathan Horton. Horton, little room, his try, score! Mark Savard out with post-concussion symptoms. I, I pushed hard as I could to get through those tests, and uh, I did, and I eventually came back and played, and I probably shouldn't have played. First transaction was um, acquiring Rich Peverly in return for uh, for Blake Wheel and Mark Stewart. Peverly, a rich shot, and he scores! It is sweet redemption for the Bruins a year after their hearts were broken by the Flyers. They come back and sweep the Flyers out of the playoffs. What can you say about Marshawn, about what he has become? I'm really glad he's on my team because I'd probably want to kill him if he's on the other side. Marshawn, second chance, and he scores! Marshawn with the empty netter! Don't make the big, scary man guy angry! Crazy looking feet toward tip score! Nathan Horton in front! Put a couple biscuits in the basket. And the Bruins win! The Bruins win! They're in the Stanley Cup Finals! Down on the ice now, it's Horton! That is a late hit by Aaron Rome after Nathan Horton distributed that puck. Number four, Bobby Orr, waving a number 18. Left point, Ferris along. Draw, score! Andrew Ferris from the left point, let it fly. Score! Rich Peverly in front. David Luongo, rebound, score! David Crunchy on the rebound! Took a wrist shot, score! And broke through Luongo! It's easy to say for me, but if you're wandering out and aggressive like he does, I mean, that's going to happen, so... Uh... Score! Score! Ferris a drive and he scores! Andrew Ferris here comes Corey Schneider right now. Ferentz a 3 nothing lead for the Bruins, and Roberto Luongo is out. What do you think of them pulling uh, Luongo with that? Luongo, get it straight on Alpha. Luongo sucks. Bieksa will track it down. He's going to kill the rest of the clock. And for the first time in their history, they'll play a game seven of the finals in Vancouver Wednesday night. Nathan Horton, he's made the trip here for game seven. Here he is, squirting water from Boston onto the Vancouver ice. I think Horton is my water champion. Yo, I can't flex anymore. I'm freaking out. Hockey! Marshawn looking, curls out to the right circle, spins back in deep. Needs it in front, score! Patrice Bergeron on the slot, set up by Marshawn. Bergeron to the net, chased, bumped down by Airhoff, score! And rolled in, Bergeron gets it shorthanded. I'm glad I brought my insurance card and extra medication. Listen across to Daniel, backhander, save Thomas, and he reached behind him with a glove to make sure he had it. Tim Thomas is your daddy! Marshawn, a rush shot, and he scores! Around the net, wraparound, close puck, score! And a 4-0 lead for the Bruins with 2.44 left. We want the Get the duck boats ready. After 39 long years, the Cup is back home. The Bruins are 2011 Stanley Cup champions. Stanley Cup champions. Stanley Cup champions. It's surreal what's happening right now. I really, I can't believe that, that we won and it's over. When you can go out on top like this and finish your career with a group of guys like this and how committed we were all year, it's unbelievable. It's uh, been a dream come true. It was an awesome year. Uh, I mean, it doesn't get any better, right? Look where we are. Yeah, suck it, Felger. I guess we're not that bad after all, huh? Let's go, Bruins! Let's go, Bruins! Let's go, Bruins! Let's go, Bruins! That was brought to you by Ace Ticket, New England's best place for tickets to all your favorite events. Ace Ticket has the best seats, the lowest prices since 1979. Get your tickets now at aceticket.com. What an amazing year. It's too bad this year could not have been duplicated, even though it was a fun ride. 2011, Fred. Hang on one second, Rich. Dan, do you have the the other one? The other sponsor? What's that? Do you have that? Do I have it? Yeah. Okay. All right, just why don't you read it? Okay. Anyway. 10th anniversary of the Sports Hub is presented commercial free by Aaron's, the king of snow. Buy your Aaron's snow thrower this tax free weekend. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it, I, was, was, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. The reason that there is uh, some conversations like this is because I selfish, uh, selflessly, I have these things. And hang on. <laughs> selfish, selflessly. Dude, I couldn't say perennially. Is that the word? Or yes, that's the one you got trouble with. I selflessly came in. Uh, all the way uh, from the middle of nowhere to Knoxville to broadcast 
this very show. Yeah. Fred, could I just interrupt? Everybody has this. John Wallach has it. Rich has it. Everybody has all of these sponsors. Every one of them. Okay. John, don't, okay. Even, don't, even, don't even look. To, there you go, John. There it is. Okay. Thanks. Well, yeah. listen, uh, that 2011, and then we got to ride on the uh, duck boats, and that was fantastic. And we took the time to, uh, you know, put a sign, make some signs to promote ourselves. <laughs> it's like, am I going to be in front of that many people? What if that, was, that was by far, I think, the biggest championship uh, since certainly we've been here, since we got here in 2006. So I would say that by far, because the Patriots, you're used to it. And the Red Sox, you know, the big one was already out of the way. So this Bruins one was crazy. I kinda, Bruins fans are crazy anyway. Well, that was so also was on nuts. a beautiful Saturday too, Fred. That was the other thing that made it huge. I mean, it was about the nicest day of the entire year on a Saturday afternoon. And I just remember going to the Red Sox parade this last time around and being like, man, the Southie St. Patrick's Day parade seems rowdier than this. And right. I obviously know in 04 that was you're never going to yeah, top that. That, that was but, but for when Fred and I arrived in 06, there hasn't been anything that's even touched that 2011 run. And, I, and a lot of it has to do with, with just something about Bruins fans. They're just a different level of crazy. And we've known that for a while now. Um, but not only did you have those great moments from the team, but there were also some of our favorite recaps of all time. And that was one thing. I mean, those, those evenings were extra special. Adolfo would come in with audio from out in the streets and some of it would be so loud and so overmodulated that I'm just like, I don't even know if I can play this. There's so many people screaming and losing their mind, but we compiled just a few of our favorite moments from Adolfo on the street during the drunken Red Sox recaps. Are we doing this right here? or Oh, he's, oh we're going to wait. We're going to wait because we, what he's on hold. Okay. We have All a special right. guest with us right now, Fred. We do, and he's on the Volkswagen Dealers Expert Hotline. He is in charge of the whole damn affair <laughs> over there uh, on uh, Causeway Street. His name is Cam Neely. You might know him from when he played, and now he's in charge of the whole damn thing. Uh, Mr. Neely, hello, sir. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? Uh, don't swear. Because <laughs> <laughs> Cam... I'll try to remember that. You're not on with Felder. You don't need say, to get angry. He's escaped the afternoon program. He's <laughs> much more relaxed. Well, Cassidy swears every time he's on the air with us. It's true. It's true. <laughs> all, all right. So, Cam, um, you know... D- 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 could you tell that there was a difference when this station came on the air that actually people were concentrating and talking about hockey more? Or was that something that uh, that you didn't really pay attention to? No, I certainly I certainly noticed it. And, and uh, <clears throat> there was a lot more coverage uh, from the station. There's no question. And, and that was made apparent to us when, when we were in negotiations talking about who's going to you know cover the team. And, and uh, it, it certainly... Um, has has been great coverage from from day one. We're thrilled with the relationship. Now, Cam, when when things first started and the station first launched, they had been on this on uh, doing the play by play for a while. But the team of Bob Beers and Dave Gosher, you know, they kind of got grandfathered into the station. And and obviously, we love Dave Gosher, and Bob Beers continues to be excellent with with Judd Surratt. But when you hear those guys do play by play, I, I got to think that as a guy in your position it's got to feel pretty good that when you see the stuff being on television and the replays and all that, and, and, and some of the highlights to have those guys doing the play by play and the color commentary, it's gotta be, yeah, it's, it's gotta be pretty relieving to you. Well, they do a good job. I mean, uh, you know, we're, it was sad, uh, uh, that Dave left, but it was a good opportunity for him and Judd's come in and done a great job. And as you mentioned, Beers has been there, uh, with both those guys and, you know, if you if you were to sit in your car and 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 listen to a game on the um, you know driving around, you, you certainly can visualize being in the building, and that's that's what you want from guys on the radio. They do they've done a great job with that. On a scale from sitting on a beach to being in a straight jacket, how stressed out are you whenever you have to talk to Felger? <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know, it's not so much the stress; it's just the the. the the pot stirring. I don't understand. <laughs> well, the, the good news is he doesn't do it anymore. So. 
So I don't think he has to worry about, about doing that. <laughs> right. right. I mean, has there ever been a moment after an interview was done? Because I know you guys do a lot of face-to-face when they're broadcasting down at the, at the studio at the TD Garden. Has there ever been a moment where the mics are off where you said something to Mike like, what the hell was that? Um, well, a lot of times it's on the uh, it was on the phone, and I was just happy to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> just glad it was Threw things over. around the office <laughs> after it was done. Right, like, my time requirement is done. I'm over. I'm over this. Um, well, yeah. I, I mean, and, and, but the, but the one thing that I'll say about Felger is that you can tell by the questions he's asking. He's a legit fan, not only of hockey but of the Bruins as well. And and sometimes. And I say it I say it all the time when it comes to, you know, my love for the Celtics too. I think the people who are the most critical are the people who are the biggest fans of the team. Do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> By your I, silence, I see though. I, I, I'm I reading that you do not. I, I, for some reason, I lost you there. Last I heard was uh, some people are the most critical, and then I lost that. Yeah, the people are most critical are you for the most part usually big fans of the team. And I sometimes credit. I think that Felger is a legit fan of the Bruins. Can you see that sometimes with the questions that he asks? Oh, there's no question. I mean, he pays attention. He. Uh, he certainly follows the team. You can tell by the questions. You're right. I mean, and he does. He does pay attention to what's going on um, with our club and with the players. Now, yeah, okay, you know, Cassidy is a fantastic uh, interview. He's done our show a few times. Uh, you know, he's uh, very uh, an open book. He's uh, great about that. He has a good sense of humor. Why don't you th- throw us a bone there and give us a Cassidy? Make him do it. <laughs> it the show more often. Yeah, I'll work on that. What, uh, you guys need the publicity. What day, what day, what day of the week do you want them? Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll take them wherever we can get them. We love uh, Bruce Cassidy on the show. Yeah, I mean, come yeah, on. No, he's great. He is great. Um, he is somewhat of an open book. Um, and he's uh, that's he's like that in the locker room, too, with the players. I mean, there's no gray area with him, which is great. Well, we are obviously very happy with the relationship we've had. And, and as I said, I mean, li- listen to those clips from – from the 2011 run, that was obviously a lot of fun. What's your best memory of the days after the championship was won? Like I'm talking from after the moment the cup was raised to the weeks afterwards. Well, I think uh, just the trip home um, on the plane, where it was just the team and the, the staff. I think uh, you know the excitement um, and, and almost uh, just relief um, for a lot of people. You know, then when we get home, the planning of the parade and having the parade and seeing all the all the all the great Bruins fans come out, <clears throat> that was very exciting for us. Um, and then when you do have the day with the cup yourself and you have your friends and families uh, around, it's uh, it's a pretty special day. So those 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 things in particular, uh, I'm very fond of and and have great memories of. Now I, I know. Go ahead, go, Fred. Go, go ahead, Fred. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying. I know that the 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 gentleman has matured somewhat, but when you look back at some of the the Marshan shenanigans after that Stanley Cup run, do you still have to kind of laugh and roll your eyes? Well, you know, if you know Brad the way we do, you just uh, it, it doesn't surprise you. But he, you're right. He's done a great job of kind of getting on the right side of the line. <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're... Is, is it true that at one point you had to sit down and just go brad go home I just, and you, you've partied it up well i mean he was having a good time after the cup that's for sure um, so that's a yes yeah <laughs> yeah go back to whatever small ass town you're from and get out of the limelight well cam neely uh your the relationship with the bruins has been great as rich and i uh, just said earlier uh 2011 is uh one of the great times we've had in radio and being uh able to talk to the guys and everything during that period was very special we're very glad that you guys chose to stay with us uh for uh, uh, a good amount of time in the future and uh thanks for everything and remember to toss us a bone let's have cassidy a little bit more all right all right sounds good no uh, like i said it's been a great relationship um um, and we, we do hope to continue it for many more years to come. All right. Thanks, Cam. We really appreciate okay. it. Okay. All right, guys. You take care. All right. Thanks, All right, You too. All, All right. right. It's the 10th. And, and for everyone who's like, why aren't you talking about this or that? It's the 10th anniversary. We're, we're thanking people for being here. This isn't the time to start nitpicking about things that happened during the season. Or what, what, what did he, uh, Cam really call it? Stirring the pot, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So uh, everyone uh, relax on that if you're thinking it. All right, uh, Rich, but you said it earlier. One of your favorite things, one of my favorite things, is we would send Adolfo out during the 2011 season, and 
he uh it was just like a i wouldn't even say a party it was like anarchy in front of the garden after every game win or lose and uh, rich you have com- uh, compiled some of the uh, great moments of that uh, season let's do it let's get to it you got you got Harden putting the goal in. Timmy Thomas digging it in. We're taking it home. We're taking it home, baby. Yo, I can't flex anymore. I'm freaking out, man. Go f*** yourself, Vancouver. You suck. Yeah! I'm glad I brought my insurance card and extra medication. I, I want our second tower again. I'm a sports man. I play sports. I'm a f- all pro athlete. I call 985 all the time. All I got is St. Louis, and that's it, and he's all done, too. If I could tell the Bruins one thing, it would be in Tampa. Take the shit down. Take it down. What do you think of Vancouver? Boo! The green men from Vancouver, those guys are bitches and posers. I led the game, Timmy Thomas laying that bitch ass out. Now, what do you think of them pulling uh, Longo at... at- Longo! Get it straight on Alpo! Longo sucks! Do you think those fireworks right now are uh, for the Boston Bruins? No, they're for the Red Sox. What the f*** do you think? Are you here? <laughs> that, that might be... That's the best one of all. That might easily. be my favorite. Yeah. And of all the sound... Although the guy flaming out... The guy just losing his mind. And that was just a, a normal thing. That might have been game two of one of the series. Yeah, it was... Uh... Uh, yeah, after every game, uh, starting with that Tampa series, it was insane every night. And the best thing about it, too, is that a lot of the players that we would have on, you know, they were, you know, the, at the time, they were our age, and they were listeners of the show, and they would come on, and, and you you find that now, too, you know, with DeBrusque, you know, DeBrusque has been great. He's got, half our age, but yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'd say, say at the time, <laughs> in 2011, they're a little bit older now, and, and they're just a pup, bunch of pups on that team. That's uh, right. <laughs> but there was also a gentleman who uh, we spoke with Cam Neely about who, to be quite honest, he ended up giving us, in my opinion, one of my favorite bits that the station has done. And that is our good friend, Dave Gosher. Dave Gosher was a man of many talents. I love Judd Surratt, but, you know, Dave Gosher was a guy that we obviously miss. He got a great gig out in Las Vegas. He's now with the Golden Knights. Boy, talk about what an amazing transition. Dude went from being with the Bruins in, like, a sports-crazy town, ended up going to Vegas, and in his first year, that team goes to the Stanley Cup final, and apparently he is a rock star in Las Vegas. Anywhere he goes, he's Captain Free Meal. But we did a bit with him, which, once again, is one of my all-time favorites. Let's take it away, Dave Gosher. Ninety-eight-five, the sports hub. We are Toucher and Rich, and uh, we are playing a game, Rich. Uh, and how's this thing all going? Uh, Dave Gosher, play-by-play voice of your Boston Bruins here at ninety-eight-five, the sports hub. Uh, the boy has he been busy this year? He's going to be doing play-by-play, but it's not going to be of a hockey game. It's going to be of a scene from a sports movie or a, just any movie for that matter. And he'll be doing play-by-play of what he's watching. We're going to call it Gosh Goes to the Movies. Ah. <laughs> so, it's that easy. We will play you a clip of Ghost doing play-by-play, and you tell us what movie he's watching at that point. All right, let's meet our contestant. His name is Paul. Paul, where are you from? Paul, it's Paul. Hey, guys, hey, I'm from Boston. Hey, All right, up, well, man? obviously you get the show. You knew the Hey, Guys, Hey thing, which is from the Gunner. So uh, let's not uh, get any more bogged down in semantics. Here we go. This is Dave Gosher calling a famous scene from, is it safe to say, a sport movie? Uh, for the most part. You can go outside a little bit outside of sports. All right. Well, give me a break. All okay. right. It's a, let's, here this we go. This is a sports movie. All right. What movie is Dave Gosher doing play-by-play for? 
What an atmosphere between the Chiefs and the Patriots. It's a sold-out crowd here in Charlestown, and there's some menacing figures with tape holding their glasses together, and one of them is just clothesline one of the Patriots at center ice in the warm-up. And a vicious scene here. Everyone's dropped the gloves, and there's no officials on the ice to break it up. They'll have to get police out here. They may need a security escort out of the building on their way to jail, and all one of the Hanses is trying to do is listen to the song. I'm looking at Song. <laughs> All right, uh, that is uh, fairly obvious. <laughs> Name that movie that uh, Dave Gosher is doing play-by-play of. That sounds like Slapshot. <laughs> that is Slapshot. Congratulations, boy. Hey. We were talking about this. Gosher is unbelievable. He's awesome. This is all off the top of his head, he's too. He's just looking at it, watching it, and just doing play-by-play. Right? All right. Well, this is uh, he's got a skill not many people have. All right. Uh, let's... He warms up for his games, I think. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's. Uh, what movie is this from? What a matchup here for the World Karate Championship between Daniel Sun and Johnny. Arnold slash Mr. Miyagi is ringside. Johnny has just taken a pop right in the nose and Sensei is encouraging him to sweep the leg. He's going to try and sweep the leg with a vicious cheap shot and he does. And Danielson is down on the canvas. Oh, Danielson now with a great kick to the head of Johnny and Johnny's down and out. And Danielson is the world karate champion. Wow. Well, first of all, first of all, I have to pot everyone down during this, but uh, but that is uh, that is tremendous. Obviously, that was what the Karate Kid. All right, let's continue. Dave Gosher, the fantastic voice of the Boston Bruins. What uh, movie scene is he calling play by play of here? What a day here in San Diego. 85 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, and a huge beach volleyball matchup. About 12 people sitting in wooden bleachers. Maverick and Goose taking on the Iceman and Slider. Everybody shirtless, but Goose understandably so. Maverick a long way away from the days of Scientology. What a matchup here. Maverick with one final vicious spike. Maverick with the t-shirt back on, on his way to meet Kelly McGillis. Maverick has arrived at Kelly McGillis's house on the beach. He is way late for dinner, but nonetheless, score! <laughs> and obviously, that was what movie? Uh, Top Gun. Yeah. Everybody's shirtless, but Goose, understandably. <laughs> I'm going to say Anthony Edwards didn't have that bad a body. Isn't that Anthony Edwards? Yeah, yeah. yeah What's wrong with Anthony Edwards' body? <laughs> First of all, he's got he's got two feet on all those guys. He was way more, more muscular in that movie than he was in ER, so that's a good point. Well, ER, he played in every man. All right, here we go. Let's not uh, get caught up in my crap. All right, uh, what movie is Dave Gosher calling a uh, scene from? Al Capone, along with everybody else, in full black tie tuxedos. But Capone does not look like he's in a good mood as they sit around this big banquet table. He's got a baseball bat in his hand, and it looks like he's pondering who's going to get this in the back of the skull. Gesturing to everybody, pointing with his left index finger, someone is going to get this. It does not look good. One of his henchmen putting a cigar in his mouth, and he'll take the bat to the back of the head. After messing up one of his important orders, boy, was that a big mistake. All right, that is not a sport film. Uh, well, it's very, it's difficult for most people. This one is difficult for most people. I would not have gotten this, but uh, a mob film. Rob is, De Niro. Robert De Niro is Al Capone. Any ideas? What is it? What is it? Ooh, uh, I'm going to just take a shot in the dark and go untouchable. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, he's got a baseball bat in his hand, and it looks like he's pondering who's going to get this in the back of the skull. The great voice of the Boston Bruins on the radio, Dave Gosher. Uh, is this the last yes, one? Yes, our final one. All right, final one. You are perfect so far, Paul. <laughs> What uh, movie is Dave Gosher doing play-by-play of here? The training here in Siberia well underway as Rocky Balboa gets ready to meet Ivan Drago in a big showdown. Two different methods to the training here with Rocky literally sawing wood while Drago has every high-tech machine possible. Now Rocky literally throwing logs on the fire as a training method. Now he's trying to pull Polly on a sled, failing to do so on his hands and knees. This is in the height of the Cold War, and boy, does it look cold over there. 
and the, uh, the second best Rocky film, Rocky Four. It's Rocky Four. Congratulations, you were perfect four for four, Paul. Congratulations, Mr. Miyagi is ringside. I got to tell you, Karate Kid was my favorite. Yeah, and that might be. The favorite one of my bits uh, involving the people. Ah, I get, I get you, Brewski. You're, you're sweeping the leg. Paul, congratulations, sir. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All so, right, there you go. Shall we go out with Sensei and Johnny? Yeah. What a matchup here for the World Karate Championship between Daniel Sun and Johnny. Arnold slash Mr. Miyagi is ringside. Johnny has just taken a pop right in the nose, and Sensei is encouraging him to sweep the leg. He's going to try and sweep the leg with a vicious cheap shot, and he dies. And Daniel Sun is down on the canvas. Oh, Daniel Sun now with a great kick to the head of Johnny, and Johnny's down and out. And Daniel Sun is the World Karate Champion. Sure, Gosher, you were the best. Uh, that was brought to you by Ace Ticket, New England's best place for tickets to all your favorite events. Ace Ticket has the best seats, the lowest prices since 1979. Get your tickets now at aceticket.com. And by the way, an extra special thanks to Ace Ticket because apparently all the billboards, digital billboards around town are congratulating the station. So oh, that's great. Thank you very much. We truly appreciate that. Uh, by the way, Fred, I- I'm just going to throw in a bonus Gosher one because I always like this one. This is one he did live on oh, the air yeah. with us. Uh, doing the play-by-play of a certain unfortunate incident during a uh, race. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are in the pack streaks of London. The gold medal on the line. The race-walking title here today. The leader, Valerie Borchin of Russia. Moving at a mile a minute. Has evidently lost his balance. Slowly tumbling down to the ground. And slowly but surely losing control of himself in more ways than one. That looks like it is. That is human excrement. Borskin disqualified for human excrement. Back to Siberia he goes. <laughs> I mean, he's so good. He would just come in. I had my mom cackling. <laughs> yes, my mom is here cackling. He did a couple of those. He did Gosher Goes to the Arcade. He did Gosher Watches Television. He did another Gosher Goes to the Movies. I think he did one with Pulp Fiction in it, uh, which was, he did, I think he did the play-by-play of the scene with the Gimp, I think. Well, maybe it was good that he went to Vegas. <laughs> like, what else could we have had him do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, at some point, I don't know. I mean, once you've done, like, Mario, I don't know if you can really... So now Mario fighting the fire with his bare hands, a strong breath, and a karate chop, and the fire's out just like that. <laughs> I, just, I don't even know if... It, I think that one sounded like it was live. Possibly. Yes, it was possibly just playing it. Yeah, so... Well, Richard, 10 years, I'll tell you that. 10 years here at the Sports Hub. Yep. 10 years, and uh, we are obviously glad that uh, everyone listened. And we've got, by the way, if, if we've got like six minutes left, seven minutes left. So if you want to ask us a last-second question, 617-779-0985, uh, we'll take a last-minute question or two. But I do want to, uh, before we leave, because it is the anniversary, just thank a, 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 a small group of people who have helped out with the show over the 10 years. Crash Clark, of course, <laughs> who is here for approximately how long, John, until you stabbed him in the back? Uh, about back? a year, okay, year and a half, you, until sure? I finished the job. <laughs> yeah. finished the, and by the way, he sent a very nice message to Wallach. He did. I think one part of it said he was going to slap you in the face next time he sees you. Yeah. Oh, he, that, he's so happy. <laughs> Crash is so happy. He gets to be like the corny traffic guy and like wear costumes. Oh, yeah. Crash is in heaven down in Atlanta. Herbies. <laughs> You're not going to play the feet one? You can play all the other ones. You're not going to play the feet one? <laughs> the feet one's really creepy. Feet? Yeah, <laughs> we want to thank DA for joining the show at 9.53. Um, also, Josh Deering, one of our producers. Adolfo Gonzalez, obviously a big shot. Jonathan Kraft's uh, favorite member of 98.5, the sports hub. Uh, Gary Tangway, who we had a lot of fun with. There was uh, Who told us uh, he could teach us how to do sports talk radio. But that, uh, we, I love Gary. I've always said that. Yeah, we're big fans of Gary Tangway. And obviously, he is uh, kicking cancer's ass as we speak. Uh, yeah, I do remember that, however, though. I was like, guys, we'll, I'll sit you down one day and we'll teach you how to do it. He swore on our show a lot. A like, lot. Like, a he lot. He swore just in general, like, a lot on the air. <laughs> dump it, dump it, dump it, dump it. Oh, I remember that. Oh, my yep. God. Now you're bringing all this stuff up. Let me see if I can find it. This is, uh, 
I think this is him saying he was going to dump it. Mm-hmm. Zoe and I have been shooting the Oh, 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 oh. You know what? Shooting the breeze. Oh. Whatever. Go to headlines. I'll be looking for a gig. Dump it. Dump it. Dump it. Dump, dump. 90 seconds. Dump it. Dump, 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 dump it. Dump it. Party's headlines. Party's headlines. Who's headlines? Who's headlines? Party's headlines. 90 seconds. Dump it. Dump, 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 dump it. 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 Dump I can't believe I just said that. Oh, geez. Scary Tangway. He swore a lot. He swore a lot. And I remember there was one time he yelled into our room as we were about to do a crossover. And he... Do you remember that, Zolak? Tangway swore all the time on the air, didn't he? Oh, my God, yeah. How about the time he was it? You yelled at Wallach, touched yeah, that thing yeah, one for time? some reason he got pissed off at me and started screaming incoherently. And he was right. going to go to the big boss, Mark Chernob, but Mike Thomas came yes. down. Yes, <laughs> he <got me> fired. <laughs> I remember choking him that. Yeah, that was yeah. one of my favorite that moments was, ever. You know, that was, was great. You know, that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> no, I don't think it was the beginning. He was a free fall by then. Uh, it was three the end of the end. There was another time where he tried to exert his force and kick a trash can where he missed. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. It fell down. Yes, I remember so that. So he he sort of he missed. Yeah. I, I was there for that. And he was also and a truck guy, and he had this Chevy read. Here's what he did. And he used the Ford F-150 line, and I echoed it. And he goes, you son of a bitch, you ever take my life? He money? said, don't F with my money, don't was F- the line. <laughs> he said, right to Zoe, he said, don't F with my money. Is, is that this right here? Hang on. He just got up and left. <laughs> I, why am I always... Whoa, 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 whoa. Yep, that's it. Just, I can't believe it. No, no, because the thing that happened with the don't F with my money was during the midday show. Okay. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah, and you had left because it was after you were gone. Yeah, I, I, I was doing that's right. both shows. That's right. I, I was doing crossing over. I was that's doing right. midday headlines and afternoon headlines yep. at the time. And... He said to Zoe, he blew up on Zoe. He lost his mind. Well, he did a show read, and he created the Ford F-150 He goes, get into into a new F-150. Zoe just goes, ha, F-150, I thought you were a Chevy guy, idiot. (laughs) And so so he, like, continues the read. He finishes the read, and then he shuts the mic off and says, you know, he explodes. And the line was, don't you F with my money. Don't you F with my money. Now you're messing with my kids, is what he said. Something along. Along those lines. We were such a gangster. And he kicked. We had this giant trash barrel, which we should we should get another one. Of we should get a big one like that. Yeah. And so he went to kick and he missed, but like there was enough wind that it still sort of like teetered. And then finally the barrel fell and the trash went all over the floor. And he was so mad that he like embarrassed himself by not being able to kick the barrel over. He then grabbed everything that was on this bulletin board and ripped it off the bulletin board and threw it on the ground. Oh, and I was like, well, that was childish. <laughs> yeah. That was a that was a fun time. And then, and then he was like, now I feel bad. <laughs> I feel shame. I'm gonna it's, well. it's fun reliving some of the... I'm, I'm going to clean that up. I'm first sorry, moments guys. With you guys know. <laughs> he would always... I would always apologize. But uh, just thinking, like, what your show is going to be, and we're like, this is never going to work. What are these guys doing? Oh, like, sure. We, we, I, I remember randomly... I used, to, I used to remember Hardy the most from BCN, because that was kind of the time of day. But you guys... Randomly, I would listen in. I thought the Adolfo thing was like one of the weirdest. Like, why do you put this kid on air? <laughs> but you guys, as a lead-in for me and all my co-hosts that I've had over the years, <laughs> you guys have been you guys have been freaking fantastic yeah. for ten years. Good uh, job. Handing us a hell of a number that sometimes we pooped on, but I think we, we finally, finally figured it out and been able to stabilize it and take it, you know, and, and, and pass it over to Felger and Mass. Which I remember hearing Tony and Mike that first day go, "Oh my God, this is never going to work." You know, oh, and yeah. Mass's voice. For I think there were real like fights. Well, oh, you, you thinking were, about no. it, there was legit hatred. Yeah. Uh, there was pure hatred. Uh, Mads about a weekend, right? Uh, about yeah. a week, ten days. No, it was probably in the fall. Okay, so the show started obviously today, August thirteenth of two thousand nine. It was probably September, October. That so you about take six weeks. They. Yeah. I remember what it was about. It was about uh, Hall of Fame voting. Oh, God. Baseball <laughs> Hall of Fame voting. Oh, and uh, I don't know that I've ever told this story on the air. But uh, it nearly came to blows off the air over Hall of Fame voting. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. Ma- Maz was ready to throw down. Felger was not. Felger was like, Maz, what are you doing? <laughs> Maz was like, right now. Oh, let's do it. How, right now. And he's like, Maz, 
Maz, I'm not getting up. This is not happening. No. <laughs> Maz cooled off and everything was okay. Well, it's good that they got that other system yeah. in the first like couple of months. Because, I mean, it, I, 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 th- I think it was like a lot of other things that it sort of built up. <laughs> but it wasn't really about Hall of Fame voting. Okay, but it was just yeah. a thing that sort of pushed it over the edge. Okay. That's your next thing, yeah. Rich. I mean, I'm telling you, stoke the fire in the afternoon show. Uh-huh. And you guys pack the Wilbur. You get the boxing ring and you have those two go at it. <laughs> and then they will do, uh, that'd, be, that'd be nice. I heard some of the stuff that you guys are doing today. And I am... I can't I, wait to hear I, it. You're so, a big part of it, actually, in uh, the meantime hour. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, uh, the Charlie Sheen stuff. I stayed in my car. I couldn't get out of the car. Well, the eleven o'clock hour is when you're doing certain interviews that went wrong from a certain person who's in uh, Knoxville right now, right? Um, is is that media day or is that? Uh, that's best of radio. Best of radio. Okay, I think that there's a moment where Fred and a certain Jim Gray might have had a little. Oh yeah, that's in there. Oh yeah, yeah, we got that covered. A lot of requests for that for our spot. We got that covered. Okay, well I can't wait. Well, so uh, congratulations, guys. Stop. Thank yeah, you guys. Been great for ten years. It's been great you. working with you guys. Uh, thanks to oh, Fred's still in there. Knoxville. Hey Fred, <laughs> congrats on yeah. ten years. I didn't know you were still with us. Oh yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> and I want to thank my mom for driving me here today. <laughs> and thanks to Dennis and Charlie and Josh and all the engineers for uh, helping me out. Oh, yeah. Thank you to uh, Josh Fowler, by the way, at NBC Sports Boston. Want to put him there. Nick Bird, Mike Lockhart, Dan O'Brien. Thank you very much. Yes. All right. That'll do it for us. I uh, will talk to you on Monday. I'm not coming back here. Bye.